Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. He doesn't love you based on how you perform. He loves you in spite of the way you perform. That's called the grace of God. I'm Jimmy Evans, co-host of the Marriage Today podcast. Today we have a great teaching for you that I pray grows your marriage and blesses you as you seek to center your marriage on Christ. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast channel to be notified of every new show. God bless you. This is called a marriage based on truth. In John chapter eight, now Jesus is engaging a group of people who want to kill him. This, this is the text here we're about to read. They want to kill him, but they believe in him. These are the Jews who are kind of hanging around Jesus and they, are, they believe in him. And this is John 8, a, a scripture familiar to many of us. John 8, then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, okay, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Now, this is extremely offensive to them. We're going to read the fuller text of the scripture here in just a minute. They're extremely offended by what Jesus said. Now, here's what Jesus said. If you're, you know, hey, if you're really my disciple, hey, if you're really my disciple, you're going to be in this a lot. You're going to abide in my word. And when you abide in this, you're going to know truth, and that truth will set you free. Does anybody agree with that? Anybody agree with that? Is that a good scripture to put on your refrigerator? I mean, that's a good refrigerator scripture, right? They want to kill him. When he said that to these Jews, we're going to read it here in just a second, they wanted to kill him for saying that to them. Okay, so we're going to begin with some foundational truths now about our minds and about truth in our lives. Okay, this is true for all of us now. Okay, here are some foundational truths about truth in our lives. The first is no one is born with truth in them. We are born with fallen minds and fallen natures. Adam and Eve sinned. When they did, they died spiritually, and they passed that condition on to every person. No one is born saved. No one is born with a saved mind or a saved spirit. We are all born spiritually dead. That's why when Nicodemus came to Jesus in John chapter 3, Jesus said to Nicodemus, a Jew who believed in Jesus, Jesus said, you must be born again. That which is flesh is flesh, and that which is spirit is spirit. What Jesus was saying to Nicodemus is, just as much as you're born physically, Nicodemus, you have to be born spiritually. When you receive Jesus as your Lord, the Spirit of God breathes into your spirit, and you become spiritually alive, able to commune with God. Okay, so all of us are born dead spiritually and with dead, deceived minds. This is 1 Corinthians 2, 4, 14. Stay in John 8, if you would. 1 Corinthians 2, the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they're spiritually discerned. The word natural there, it says the natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God. The word natural there is the Greek word sukikos. That's where we get our word soul. It means, it means without the Spirit of God, unredeemed. Okay, so the natural unredeemed man cannot receive 
of the things of the Spirit of God, their foolishness to us. So let me say, to all of us that are born in this world, this is foolishness to us. This is foolishness to us. I'm not saying it is to you right now, but I'm saying naturally, this is foolishness. Number two, this is just a truth about truth in our lives. Our natural fallen minds cannot process truth and always end up in error and bondage. Okay, that's why I came to Jesus. And I know many of you would say the same thing. I came to Jesus because I was in error and bondage and want to be set free. John 8, here's the story. Now, this is, we're going to reread this scripture and then read the response of the Jews who believed in him. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. They answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you, will say, how can you say you will be made free? Jesus answered them, most assuredly I say to you, whoever commits a sin is the slave of sin and a slave does not abide in the house forever but his son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you should be free indeed. I know that you're Abraham's descendants, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you, okay? So Jesus is talking to people who believe in him, believers. And here's what he says to them. Are you really my disciples? Are you really? I know you're hanging out with me. Or if you're a disciple, you'll have a relationship with this. And if you have a relationship with this, you're gonna know the truth and it's gonna make you free. They hated it. And in response to that, they were extremely offended and rejected what he had to say. We are all the same way. We, our natural mind cannot process truth. Let me ask you a question here. Was Jesus telling them the truth? Yes, he was. Jesus always tells the truth but they were extremely offended by the truth because they were operating by their natural mind. We're all the same. Okay, number three. Our thinking determines how we relate to everyone in our lives, including ourselves. Okay, let's just begin with God and then our marriage and then ourselves. The way that you think about God affects the way you relate to God. So Karen and I were two toxic people who got married with completely fallen minds and we tried to impose fallenness, our fallen thinking on each other. The basis of most of our fighting in the first several years that led us to divorce was just, we were both deceived. Our, our minds were just corrupted with wrong thinking, beginning with God. Okay, we, Karen and I both were raised under performance. Our, our, not, Karen's folks were not saved when she was growing up. They got saved about the time we got married. My uh, parents got saved about 10 years later. And so we were raised in non-Christian homes under performance. In my home, if you did really well, you didn't get clobbered. If you didn't do well, you got clobbered. So there was no concept in our home of grace, none whatsoever. So my concept of God was, if I do really well, he won't clobber me. I had no concept of a personal relationship because I had no relationship with my dad whatsoever. Uh, I had no concept of grace. I was raised under performance. Karen hated herself. Karen was raised in a wealthy home by social parents. Now her parents, they're the sweetest Christian people on earth, but she was raised under performance of having to attain to a social standard that she couldn't. Karen hated herself. Remember I said, the way we think affects the way we relate to God, our spouse, and ourselves. Karen hated herself, believed that she could not be saved and God hated her. That's what Karen believed. 
So when we got saved, the way that Karen thought, you know, Karen loved God now, but he, she just didn't think God could love her. I loved the Lord, but I had no concept of a personal relationship. Let me, let's listen to me right now. You can only give away what you have. And if you don't have grace, you can't give it away. And if you're under performance, everybody else around you is under performance. So Karen and I got married with a performance concept of God. Let me tell you some good news about God. He doesn't love you based on how you perform. He loves you in spite of the way you perform. That's called the grace of God. Karen and I were under performance, constantly putting each other under performance, constantly rejecting each other, constantly just in this dance, this painful dance that was caused by the way that we thought about God. Well, the second thing, so, so let, me, let me ask this question, very important question. Where did you get your concepts of God? If they didn't come from here, you're in bondage. If what you believe about God did not come from here, if it came from your parents, if it came from television or movies, if it came from, fri- if it came from friends or society or whatever, if, if you did not get your information, Jesus said, are you my disciple? Are you a disciple of mine? Well, if you are a disciple of mine, you'll have a relationship with this. You'll abide here. The word abide means live, dwell. If you're really a disciple, that will be proved by how you relate to this. And if you relate to this, you're going to know the truth and it's going to make you free. What if you don't have a relationship with this? You're going to be in bondage the rest of your lives. Karen and I were set free by this. Psalm 107.20 says this. God sent his word to heal us and to deliver us from all of our destruction. Our testimony is we were deceived people trying to impose fallen beliefs on each other, fighting like cats and dogs, and what saved us was the truth of the word of God. That's what saved our marriage. Let Let me ask you another question. How did you learn about marriage? I mean, who taught you about marriage? Your parents' marriage, society? I mean, because if your thinking about marriage came from anything other than this, you're in bondage. Um, I come from generations of chauvinism in my family. Uh, when Karen and I got married, now my dad, my dad wasn't, my dad was a little chauvinistic, but my granddad, uh, in my family in general, men. Men were better than women, and men were served by women. I thought, that's of the Lord. I want one of those. You know, I, that's what I thought. I, I just thought, I love that. My granddad, this is the truth. My granddad um, never did anything for himself. My grandmother waited on him hand and foot. Uh, she just, I mean, she just served him constantly, and my grandmother was just a real servant kind of a heart, but my granddad uh, never dialed the telephone for himself, never cooked, never did chores around the house. When he wanted more coffee, he thumped his coffee cup and she got him more coffee. See, nonverbal commands are the ultimate in women training. <laughs> See, when you really have your wife trained, you don't even have to say it. You just have a nonverbal command. One, one time I was trying to train Karen and I thumped my tea, cup, tea glass and she said, you better be killing the fly, pal. <laughs> but what? Why did I marry a woman who you can't train? <laughs> my, my mother, I was with my mother last week and she was telling me a story about my great-grandfather. Um, and my great-grandfather, my granddad's dad, was a bootlegger in Tennessee. And uh, he fled the law 
He ran a, he had a still and made whiskey and sold it in Tennessee. And he fled the law in the middle of the night because they were, they were on to him and they were trying to arrest him and shut him down. Well, my grandfather was one of, I think it was nine children. And my grandfather's mother had died around the time he was born. And my grandfather started drinking whiskey and smoking when he was five years old. My granddad died when he was my age because just his health was just a wreck. I loved him. I thought he was the sweetest man on earth. But my family, um, there was just a fallen thinking to them. So when Karen and I got married, I inherited my beliefs about marriage from a bootlegger son. The most powerful influence on my life was my grandfather. And my beliefs about women and my beliefs about marriage came from a bootlegger son. And I was trying to impose that on Karen. And I believed that she was wrong and that she was the problem. Let me say something. Because Jimmy Evans' mind had not been conformed to this, I was in bondage and I was the problem. If your thinking about marriage and the opposite sex did not come from here, you are deceived and you're in bondage. Many of you came from generations of cursed relationships, cursed marriages, of sexism, whether it was a man dominating a woman or a woman dominating a man. Okay, you, you came out of that. Are you gonna be the generation that breaks out of that or you're gonna keep the, be the generation that keeps it going? I wanna be the generation that breaks out and I become free and pass that on to my children. I don't want my grandchildren to stand up one day and say, well, I got my beliefs, you know, from a, great, from a bootlegger grandson, you know, whatever. You know. No, I want them to say, I got my beliefs about marriage from my pappy. Where did you get your beliefs? Where did you get your beliefs about yourself? Some of you struggle with your self-esteem. If you knew what God thought about you, you would never struggle with self-esteem again. You're the apple of his eye. You were worth dying for. If Jesus only died for you, he would die for you. And the devil needs you to hate yourself so that you walk around not believing that God has a great destiny for your life. Because I want to tell you something, God created you to do something great in this life. And he loves you more than you could ever comprehend. See, the way we think about God and other people and ourselves affects everything, everything, everything. And I look back 43 years ago to when Karen and I got married, I was just under the influence of so much toxic thinking about God and women and marriage and myself. And I look to today and I thank God that the word of God has set me free and this has transformed my mind. In my marriage, in my relationship with God, in my relationship with myself. So I'm asking you, where did you get your beliefs? I'm challenging you. Where did you get your beliefs about anything? If you didn't get them from here, you're deceived and you're in bondage. Truth. Number four, truth about truth in our lives. Truth and the resulting blessings of freedom and success always begin with humility and repentance. How do you get set free? By admitting that you're wrong. Jesus' message, by the way, when Jesus preached during his earthly ministry, John 4, 17, from that time Jesus began to preach and say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That kind of sounds like a religious thing, kind of sounds like a negative thing. The word repent in the Greek language is the word metanoia. It means, meta means change, anoia means mind. Repent means change your thinking. That's all it means. Just change your thinking. Listen, listen to what Jesus said. 
Change your thinking for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Let me say this another way. If you would change the way you think, everything God has for you, you would get it right here. Everything that God has for you is right in front of you. If you would just change your thinking, you could have everything God wants for you. Repent. The kingdom of heaven is sitting here waiting on you. It's just the way you think that is keeping you from what God wants. And so the, the freedom that we need in our lives begins just by a simple confession that says, God, I don't know. I don't know. I need you to teach me because I don't know. And that is the prayer that God honors. That is the beginning of freedom. Hey, this is Brent Evans with Exo Marriage, and I want to thank you for listening to the Marriage Today podcast. We believe your marriage has a 100% chance of success if you do it God's way. If you enjoyed today's teaching and want to keep learning, hey, subscribe to the Marriage Today podcast and take some time to leave us a review. Your reviews help us spread the word and can encourage someone else in need. For more great marriage content, check out exomarriage.com where you can see all of our marriage building resources, articles, and live events.